0: KMTT, today is Tuesday, the Shuri in Pashat HaShavua will be given by Harav David Silverberg. Parshas Vayikra is a good opportunity to discuss a number of aspects regarding the Rambam's famous and controversial theory regarding the institution of Karbanos. Particularly, what is the the reason underlying the Karbanos, the famous theory that the Rambam proposes in his Moron Evuchim, Chela Gimel Perak Let me first quote for you. Uh, selected passages from that chapter in Marnabuchim. I'm quoting here from the Friedlander translation of uh, of Marnabuchim, which, of course, was written originally in Arabic. So the Rammam says as follows. It is impossible to go suddenly from one extreme to the other. It is therefore, according to the nature of man, impossible for him suddenly to discontinue everything to which he has been accustomed. The Israelites were commanded to, to devote themselves to his, meaning God's, service, but the custom which was in those days general among all men and the general mode of worship in which the Israelites were brought up consisted in sacrificing animals in those temples which contained certain images, obviously referring to uh, Bata Yavod-Azara, to bow down to those images and to burn incense before them. It was in accordance with the wisdom and plan of God, as displayed in the whole creation, that He did not command us to give up and to discontinue all these manners of service. For to obey such a commandment would have been contrary to the nature of man, who generally cleaves to that to which he is used." It would in those days have made the same impression as a prophet would make at present if he called us to the service of God and told us in his name that we should not pray to him, not fast, not seek his help in times of trouble, that we should serve him in thought and not by any action. (coughs) For this reason, God allowed these kinds of service to continue. He transferred to his service that which had formerly served as a worship of created beings and of things imaginary and unreal and commanded us to serve him in the same manner. So, just to briefly summarize, according to the Rambam, Hakadosh Baruch Hu commanded B'nai Israel to bring Karbanos, even though it was not—it's not of intrinsic value. But the Karbanos, the whole—the whole concept of animal sacrifice, of worshiping a deity through sacrifice, was so prevalent among the pagan world, and that is what B'nai Israel had gone had grown accustomed to, as a result of their exposure to the pagan world. It would have been impossible for B'nai Israel to embrace a, a religious system, a creed of law that did not feature prominently this mode of worship, that did not have the avara HaKarbanos as a type of, uh, of, of religious worship. It would have been too much. It would have been contrary to their nature, the Ramam says, because that's what they have been used to. And the Rambam compares that to, if let's say, nowadays enough Navi would come in the name of God and tell us we have to uh, embrace a certain uh, manner of divine worship that doesn't include fasting, it doesn't include praying, it doesn't include turning to God during times of trouble. It's just uh, it, it's something that we would not be able to relate to. It would be against our nature, something we cannot accept, and therefore the, the Hakadosh Baruch Hu decided, in His infinite wisdom, that B'nai Israel would, um, that Ben Israel should indeed incorporate a sacrificial order as part of the Torah, as part of the religious way of life. And the Rambam uh, knows that people would um, would at first hesitate to accept this theory. He writes, "I know that you will at first reject this. I- uh, you, I'm sorry. I know that you will at first thought reject this idea and find it strange. You will put the following question to me in your heart: How can we suppose that divine commandments, prohibitions, and important acts, which are fully explained and for which certain se- seasons are fixed, should not have been commanded for their own sake, but only for the sake of some other thing?" What prevented him from making his primary object a direct commandment to us and to give us the capacity of obeying it? In other words, somebody might ask, well, if if the Karbanos served no intrinsic purpose and it was just, uh, so to speak, a necessary evil, it was just necessary because this is what people had gotten used to, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have given us the capacity to obey it. Why did uh, why did he do it this way rather than commanding us to give it up entirely, give up the whole concept of Karbanos? and uh, somehow implant within us the ability to deal with it. And the Rambam answers, and I quote, The nature of man is never changed by God by way of a miracle. HaKadosh Baruch Hu never miraculously intervenes in our personalities, in developing, in, he's not going to change us miraculously to be something that we're not. Uh, the way the Torah works is that we are supposed to, through natural means, we are supposed to uh, develop our personalities in accordance with the uh, with the Ratzon Hashem. He quotes in this context the Pesuk in the beginning of Parshas B'Shalach. did not bring Am Yisrael out of Egypt through the, um, the Derech Plishtim, through the road that went through the Plishtim, because they might be attacked by the Plishtim, and then they'll decide to go back to Mitzrayim. So instead, he took them through the circuitous, the circuitous route that would avoid the Plishtim, and thereby he would spare B'nai Yisrael any uh, military conflict. And so the Rama says, you might ask, <coughs> why didn't Hakadosh Baruch Hu instead just uh, implant within their hearts the ability to uh, to properly deal with the with the crisis, with the hardships, and so they won't return to Egypt? And the Rama says the same idea. Hakadosh Hu does not expect, nor does he want us to somehow miraculously change our beings. We're supposed to work on it ourselves through, uh, through natural means. And every so often he'll give us some help, but not miraculous help. He'll give us some help through, um, through natural means. In the case of Parshish Basharach, who was leading B'nai Israel away from the land of the Plishnim. In the case of Karbanos, it means he'll let us bring Karbanos, but to, this time to HaKadosh Baruch Hu instead of, um, instead of obviously, to, uh, to pagan deities. Uh, Based on this theory, the Ramam suggests explaining certain psukim in Nach that uh, quite clearly seem to undermine the intrinsic importance of Karbanos. For example, as we had a few weeks ago in the Haftar for Shabbat Zachar, the Navi Shmuel says to Shaul HaMelech, that's in uh, Shmuel Aleph, Perak Tezvav, and it's in Perak Tezvav, and Shmuel Aleph, does God want uh, these um, various types of karbanos? Does he want karbanos as much as he wants obedience to uh, to his word? That obedience, listening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is of much more importance than zavach uh, tov, bringing f- very good, um, high-quality offerings. Uh, the Ramah builds even more so on a Pasuk, or a pair of Pasukim in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perak Zayin. Where the navi says, he sarcastically tells Bnei Yisrael, "Go bring more and more korbanos, more korbanos, eat more meat. Go, go bring more korbanos." Obviously, he's being sarcastic. <laughs> Hashem says, "I never spoke to your to your forefathers. I never commanded them. I didn't command them with regard to korbanos." <laughs> What I did tell them was listen, was, listen to my voice. Obey my commandments. And then you would be from a nation. And a lot of them of ask, how could God say through the, through the Navi that he didn't command them to bring Karbanos? Of course he commanded them to bring Karbanos. That's, uh, that's what Parshish Vayikra is all about. So the Rambam says <coughs> that Yumeo doesn't mean that he never commanded them to bring Karbanos. It means that he did not command Bnei Yisrael to bring Karbanos as an end unto itself. It was a means; it was a medium whereby they were supposed to reinforce their um, their commitment to monotheism and to help be weaned away from the forces of and uh, the influences of paganism. He then suggests the the Roman suggests then a different pshat that maybe he's referring to uh, in Mara, one of the first stops after Kriyas Yamsuf. There, Shem Hoku Mishpat sham Baruch gave them uh, Moshe through Moshe. He gave them several mitzvot, and Karbanos was not among them. Either way, the Rambam points to these Nevuahs as indications that cabanas really are not that important. And he feels that that is uh, support for his theory that the cabanas are only uh, uh, a concession, so to speak. That they're not intrinsically central to Avodah Hashem. It's only because that that's what B'nai Israel had gotten accustomed to. So part of leading them away from paganism was to uh, command them with regard to this uh, sacrificial service. Um, of course, these... I I, I would not classify these Pesukim as proofs to the Rambam um, because regardless of how a person understands the meaning and the purpose and significance of the Karbanos, certainly they're intended to either reflect or express um, other religious feelings. Certainly if a person uh, is committed only to the external ritualistic aspects of Judaism and to, at, at the expense of everything else, at the expense of um, all mitzvahs of and which which uh, this is obviously a phenomenon that the neviim rishonim addressed at length. Uh, particularly, the first parak of Yeshayahu comes to mind, um, where the navi says, <laughs> "I'm sorry." Uh, that he doesn't want B'lisra to come to the HaMikdash and bring Karbanos if they're just going to leave the base and then commit all types of uh, grave transgressions. So regardless of how a person understands the the value and importance of Karbanos, even if you believe that they're infused with an intrinsic type of uh, value and significance, still uh, we can understand what Shmuel and what and and the other Nevi were talking about when they sought to undermine the importance of Karbanos, when when they, were, when they wanted to remind the people that it's not only about the rituals. You can't earn God's favor by just going through the motions, by going through the acts. Obviously, the Karbanos are supposed to um, inspire a person to uh, to greater a greater degree of obedience uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and greater levels of Shemir HaMitzvos and, and the spiritual lifestyle, and so on. So, even though the Ramam does interpret these Pesukim in accordance with his theory, I, I would I would say that uh, they don't exactly provide proof. They could be understood in his li- in the light of his theory, but uh, that doesn't mean that they provide proof to what he says. The Abba in his introduction to Sefer VaYikra, um, he wants to bring. He tries bringing several um, midrashim and gemaras, which provide, which, in his view, um, somehow provide support for the Rambam. For example, the Gemara Menachos. Towards the very end of Maseches Menachos, the Gemara says that someone who learns, um, someone who learns Torah, does not need to bring a khatas or an ola or an ashram or, uh, or a mincha. Okay, and uh, Maseches Makos, the Gemara says <coughs> that uh, Talmud Torah is more meaningful; it's more beneficial to a person than even a thousand, uh, korban even than the one thousand burned offerings. And these Gemaras again they downplay the importance of karbanos. Once again, I would argue that the, these aren't proofs for the Rambam. Again, you could interpret them in light of the Rambam. That doesn't mean that, that they provide proof for the Rambam because certainly um, even those, uh, as we'll see later, the Ramban, etc., even those who view the Karbanos as as uh, intrinsically valuable and dis- strongly disagree with the Rambam's position, they'll concede that Talmud Torah might take precedence and that the rituals of the, of the Karbanos um, are not necessarily... Um, should not necessarily be seen as overriding in importance other values such as uh, such as Talmud Torah. The Rabbanel, um in particular, he he feels that there's a very solid proof to the Rambam's view in the Medrash Rabbah, in Vayikra Rabbah, in Parshish Akhari Mos. And he quotes as follows, ben that there was a prince who was acting inappropriately, and he would be eating all types of uh, of um, unrefined foods, we'll say. Amr so the king says, he looked at his son who was not behaving uh, in, in accordance with uh, royal protocol. So what was the king's plan to get his son uh, back into, uh, into the fold, so to speak, into behaving and eating properly the way... Uh, a, a person of royal stature should. So the king says, <coughs> "Let him eat them, these navelos or trefos, on this table at all times, and then gradually he will uh, separate. He will gradually, he will, grad, he will gradually withdraw from this practice. Meaning, if he eats it at my table, then somehow over the course of time." Um, he will be weaned off these practices. Since B'nai Yisrael were very enthusiastically drawn after Avra Zara, and they were bringing sacrifices to all types of spirits and demons and so on, and so he so says, let them bring the Karbanos here in the Ohal Moed in the Mishkan, and gradually they will then withdraw from Avurah Zarah. And the Rav says, Mm -hmm. This proves, this is clearly, says the Rav the author of this Midrash, which is Rav Pinchas B'Shem Rav this Midrash, 100%, is clearly um, explaining the idea of Karbanos exactly according to the Rambam's view. May that the Rabbanel feels that this is a, a bona fide source for the Rambam's uh, position. Nechama Libowitz, in her, uh, one of her introductory chapters to Sefer Vayikra, she brings down from Mabdav Svi Hoffman, uh, in his Akdamat to Sefer Vayikra, who dismisses this proof. And he, Rav Hafman, shows that the the Rabbanel's Girsah of this Medrash was wrong. According to the Rabbanel's Girsah, what the king in the Mashal, in this analogy that the Medrash brings, the king, his idea was that the that his son should be eating them, meaning he'd be eating these navelos of trefos by his table. He would bring these forbidden foods to the uh, to the royal dining hall, so to speak, and that would cause the son to naturally withdraw. Now, of course, it's very hard to understand why would that cause the son to naturally withdraw just because he's eating them at the uh, at the king's table. If anything, it would lend it lends. Um, um, it, it appears as though he's authorizing it. You know, it would only at first at first glance it only encourages the son to continue eating, eating these foods. And also the the analogy doesn't seem to work. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not asking uh, B'nai Yisrael. He's not inviting them to come bring korbanos to seirim to uh, spirits and uh, other pagan uh, deities in the mishkan. The uh, so the the mashal does not parallel the nimshal according to this to this girsa according to the, in, in the analogy, the king is inviting his son to eating these forbidden foods at his table. And in the nimshah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, bring karbanas to me. So therefore, Rab- Rabdaav Svi Afmin shows that in, in the correct text of the medrash, the king is not saying, let him eat them at my table, but he's saying, let him eat at my table. Meaning, I want to, I want to make sure that he eats always with me, that all his food is eaten with me, not on his own. Because if he eats only with me, then I know he's eating the right foods, and that will gradually um, wean him off his uh, addiction to uh, the, the foods he's not supposed to be eating. And the nimshal then is, is, is abundantly clear, and it also sh- and it becomes clear that it has nothing to do at all with the issue that we're talking about. In the nimshal, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, B'nai Yisrael are likely to start offering krabanos to the si'irim, to all types of uh, spirits and whatnot. So therefore, let them bring krabanos only to the mishkan. All their karbanos has to have to be brought to the Mishkan, rather than out in the fields or in their tents, uh, in, the, in their private quarters, let them bring all their karbanos to the Mishkan, and that way I'll know that they're not offering karbanos to any other gods except me. And what this Medrash is talking about is not the the institution of karbanos generally, but it's rather referring to the, uh, the Iser Bama, the prohibition against offering karbanos in one's uh, private uh, uh, Mizbeach that everybody has to be in the Kabanos only to the Beis HaMikdash, and in that way, B'nai Israel will gradually overcome their tendencies to uh, to worship to worship Zara. So uh, so that, there, therefore, this Medrash really does not provide any proof uh, at all for the Ramam, as it's dealing with a completely different subject entirely. It's interesting to note that Rav Baruch Epstein, author of the Torah Tamima, in his other sefer, the Tosevaz Bracha, he writes that, that if the Rambam would have quoted this source in his Marni he would have spared himself all the criticism that, uh, that he got for this theory. And uh, we, we see from, from, from Rav Hoffman's point that, that that's incorrect, uh, as, as, this midrash, as this midrash really does not provide any proof for the Rambam's theory. <coughs> in any event, um, there are some who thought that there might be some contradiction between what the Rambam writes in Marni with what he writes in Mishneh Torah. At the very end of the Avodah section, uh, it ends with Chochos Mi'ila, the Rambam, he gets into the subject of Tame HaMitzvos. And particularly the importance of obeying the Chukim, even though we don't really understand the reasons behind them. I recall that the term Mishpatim generally refers to Mitzvos whose reasons are readily accessible and understandable, whereas the Chukim refer to laws of the Torah that uh, that obviously the, uh, certainly the Rambam holds that the uh, all mitzvahs of the Torah have reasons behind them. The chukim are those mitzvahs whose reasons elude us. And the Rambam writes, "The that all the kabanos are under this category of chukim. And nevertheless, as the Rambam, ha'olam that the the sacrificial service is one of the three pillars. Referring, out, referring of course, to the mission, at the beginning of Perkei Avos um, that includes Avoda as one of the three pillars upon which the world stands, so to speak. And the Ram says, yes, haba." That the reason why Avoda is considered one of the pillars upon the world stands because Avoda is paradigmatic; it represents all the chukim, and observing the chukim is one of the is one of the pillars of uh, of our faith. Observing Mitzvot, even though we can't understand them. So many people have asked the question, if the Ramam refers to the Kabanos in Mishnah Torah as, as chukim, as mitzvot, whose reasons are beyond our comprehension, so how is he now going ahead to Mornevuchim and giving us the reasons for the uh, for the Kabanos? I think the two simplest answers are, number one, <coughs> uh, number one the Ramam in Mornevuchim is not necessarily saying that this is the single uh, explanation for the whole institution of Kabanos and that they serve no other purpose other than this his point in as he outlines at the beginning of uh, in the beginning of the Tamiya mitzvah section is to show that the, all the mitzvot mitzvahs of the Torah have a certain purpose and they make sense they're they're rational and uh, it's wrong to say that all the mitzvahs that God just came up with them out of thin air and they don't really serve any purpose other than other, the, other than obedience. Um, But he's not necessarily saying that this is the final word on the reason behind krabanos. That's number one. And number two, the realm very clearly distinguishes between the generalities of the mitzvahs and the details of the mitzvahs. He believes that when he gives Tameh mitzvahs, when he suggests reasons that underlie the various mitzvahs, he's referring only to the general themes of the mitzvahs, or the, 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 the general obligation. And so too by kabbanos he's giving a reason for the institution of kabbanos generally, but there are so many details that apply to the kabbanos or the shchita, the zrika, the kabbalah. And from from beginning to end, there are so many prate uh, that uh, that govern this realm of Halakha. And so it could be to that to that the Rambam refers to us as chukim, as he says, in nebuchim." We don't know the reasons for all these for all these details, and it's very likely that they just serve let zayif sabrios, as he quotes from Chazal, just for the sake of obedience. And so it could be that, that that's what the Rambam refers to when he speaks of karbonos as chukim at the end of Mishnah Torah. Uh, as I mentioned, the Rambam's theory is very is very controversial, and most famously, the Ramban. In his parish, uh, Parashas of Parak Parashas of Pasuk Tes, the Ramban very, very strongly uh, denounces the Rambam's theory. And he says, I'll just read you his very, very strong language. He says, These are words of nonsense. That they very uh, easily and cavalierly dismiss a, a great wonder, a great difficulty, a great problem. Uh, he accuses the Rambam here of taking the very complex and intricate institution of Krebanos and just with one fell swoop, very uh, cavalierly and, and conveniently dismissing it all as all as just intended to uh, to respond to the pagans as or to concede to B'nai Israel's need for some kind of sacrificial service. And then he goes on and he claims Yasu Shulchan Hashem Migoal, quoting a he's building upon a pasuk in Malachi where the navi. Uh, criticizes Bnei Yisrael for their disrespectful attitude towards the Mizbeach and towards the Beis Hamikdash, the Rambam says the the Rambam similarly is is speaking about the Beis Hamikdash and the whole institution of Karbanos uh, very disrespectfully. He's insulting it. He's insulting the whole institution of the Beis Hamikdash by saying that it's all based upon this need that Bnei Yisrael had for some kind of uh, sacrificial worship. And... Um, so this is the Ramban, This is the Ramban's first accusation. I would say it's more of a more of an emotional response rather than an outright outright uh, kasha. <coughs> I, I think the simplest response in terms of the accusation, this is the shever god, god of akusha Rabba that the Ramban is just giving a very easy, convenient response. Uh, I think the Ramban really believed that this is correct. That this is the rational explanation. He wasn't trying to uh, he wasn't trying to be intellectually dishonest or Trying to come up with an easy answer to a difficult problem. I this is what he believed, and in terms of Yassu Shulchan Hashem and Goal, that it's being disrespectful to the uh, to the Kabanos, is that that's not necessarily the case. The Rambam certainly viewed it viewed the kabanos as a as something kadosh, as as a means of avodas Hashem, and something that we have to take very very seriously. Uh, he himself counts as one of the as one of the mitzvahs, say, amikdash, to have reverence. Uh, in the in the, Be- in the Beis and of course, he devotes much uh, much much literature to uh, to the whole institution of Karbanos, But the Rambam was just saying that that was the reason why Hashem chose this particular mo- mode of worship. Once He chose it that way, then certainly uh, it's something which is uh, very very sacred and very important. And uh, as he as he said in uh, in one of the Amudim, one of the pillars upon which uh, the world stands. The Rambam later brings a more specific kasha against uh, against the Rambam's theory. And that is, he points out that Noah, Noah brought, brought animal sacrifices right when he came out of the teva, and uh, <coughs> even earlier, Cain and Hevel, they brought, as we know from Parshas Breishis, they brought Kabanos to Hashem. And of course, this was uh, there were no pagans in the world at the time of Cain and Hevel. Paganism had not started. Paganism is generally said to have begun during the time of Enosh, which was later. And certainly, when Noah came out of the teva, there were no pagans around. There was just Noah and his family. So clearly they brought Karbanos uh, even before there was uh, there was a in the world and that seems to uh, that seems to call into question the Rambam's theory that the concept of Karbanos is only response to Avodah um, the the ridva who wrote a sefer called sefer zikaron where he defends the Rambam against the Ramban's um, questions uh, in his parish Al-A-Torah, uh the ridva tries to answer he says that noach he, first of all, he says, True, Noah brought a Korban uh, at a time after he came out of the Teva, when there were no pagans around, but there were pagans before the Bible, before the flood, there were certainly pagans. And he, so in Echanami, he exactly, he did just that. He brought a Korban to Hashem in direct contradistinction to what was done by the generation that had just perished uh, during the Bible. So in Echenami, he's saying that the Noach was mocked with in the exact same fashion, for the exact same reason that the Rambam said B'nai Yisrael commanded to be Karbanos later. And as for Kayin Vehevel, the Ritva refers us to an ambiguous passage in Moron Chelek Beis. It's in Perek uh, Lamed. I'll read it for you in, in, in the English translation. Remarkable and noteworthy is the great wisdom contained in the names of Adam, Cain and Abel, and in the fact that it was Cain who slew Abel in the field, that both of them perished, although the murderer had some respite, and that the existence of mankind is due to Seth alone. Uh, it's unclear exactly what the Rambam means, but he's clearly saying that Cain and Abel were not uh, were not great people. And I, if, if I'm understanding the Torah correctly, I think what he's trying to say is that uh, Cain and Abel should not be seen as um, as models of proper worship, so basically, enechenami, the fact that Kain and are brought korbanos, that, that that does not mean that that's something we should be emulating, and that's that's not necessarily an example of the ideal mode of worship. What's interesting about what the Ramban does not note is that the Ramban himself, in Hechos Beis habakhira quotes the um, the Masara in Chazal. Which, which Rashi brings down in his parish and, and Parshas Vayikra, the second Pasuk, that Adam HaRishon brought a Korban. Adam HaRishon himself brought a Korban, this is, and here the, the ritzvah's answers uh, would not suffice. Adam was not considered a Rasha, he was considered a Tzaddik, uh, generally speaking, and it was before Noah, it was before there was any uh, Avodah in the world. And yet already during the time, already Adam HaRishon, he brought a Korban, and Khazal seemed to um, praise Adam HaRishon for that rather than rather than criticize him. So this seems to call into question the Rambam's theory. Because of that, um, a lot of later, um, a lot, a lot later Mephoshim thought we have to moderate the Rambam's position a little bit. And that the Rambam acknowledged that there is some intrinsic value to offering Karbanos. He's not denying the intrinsic value, but still he had to come up with this view to explain why HaKadosh Baruch who included it as part of the Torah. Dear Barbanel, for example, he writes... I'll try to read you the exact quote. He says the Ramam agrees that there is a there is a value in orphan carbonos. Kade the Hiskarav Adam Ledokov, Ulihikana the Fana, Viyam Bimitsioso, Bimitsio, Vaktu Sovashka So Shiak Havana Shabavarahi Krivo Adam Venoach Kurbanosam that there is a purpose in Karbanos of drawing near to Akadosh Baruch Hu and subduing oneself to God and reinforcing the belief in His existence and His oneness and in, in His providence. Okay? That's what the Ibrahimov says the Rambam would acknowledge that. He admits that there is intrinsic value to Karbanos in that regard, in that it builds a person's amunah and a sense of submission and subservience to Akadosh Baruch Hu. However, says the, says the Ibrahimov, uh, the Rambam wanted to give a reason why Dafka HaKadosh Baruch chose this means of Avodah rather than, any, rather than any other means. Why was it not enough just to have tefillah and Talmud Torah and maybe other types of uh, expressions of devotion to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Why did, did HaKadosh Baruch choose Davka Kabbanos? And therefore he gave his reason because B'nai Israel needed it because of their exposure to Avodah Zarah. Uh, the Ksav Sofer in Parshas Vayikra, uh, he quotes from a sefer called Tzofnas Paneach, who explains slightly, slightly differently, that that true, the institution of Karbanos began as something meaningful, as something which is a proper mode of worship uh, to to Baruch Hu, but once the pagans had adopted it and embraced it as their primary expression of religious service, the Torah should have excluded it. I Meaning the Torah should have banned it as possible because that's what the uh, of the Avodah Zara used in worshiping their gods. So there, so the Rambam therefore had to come up with an explanation why did why specifically did would choose to uh, to establish this concept in this in this mode of worship. And the Rambam explains that the uh, hefek that uh, to the contrary uh, it was it would be too difficult for B'nai. It was it was specifically because of that reason because the of the Avodah Zara had used it as their primary mode of worship. That's why it was necessary for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to include this type of service in the Torah. Rav Menachem Kasher in Torah Shlema, in his Miluim to Parshas Vayikrat, Miluim Aleph, um, Paragid Aleph, he suggests a different idea. He suggests that true, the are a very powerful and, and intrinsically, they're a very meaningful medium to Avras Hashem. And to express a person's devotion and sense of and sense of submission to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. but but what troubled the Rambam was why are karbanos deemed um, they're deemed worthwhile they're, they're deemed valuable even if a person brings it without the sincere emotions and, and feelings of devotion that the karbanos are intended to express that a halacha more or less accepts a karban, even though the person doesn't uh, even though it's not brought with the uh, with the appropriate um, with the appropriate intent and the appropriate motives and uh, sense of feeling and devotion and, and uh, um, effort to draw closer to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore the Ramah says that even such a Karban has, has value. The fact that a, that a person is bringing a, the Karban to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and because that's what B'nai Yisraelah been used to as a, as a mode of, of religious worship, um, that itself um, that itself gives value to, um, to the Karbanos. So that, that might be another uh, another way of explaining of explaining that even though carbonos do have an in, in intrinsic value, the rabban never, nevertheless found it necessary to explain that the value of carbonos has only to do with it stems solely from the fact that, that that's what Bene Israel had grown accustomed to. Um, there is another uh, school of thought which um, I find somewhat somewhat uh, questionable. Rav Kasher, bring in that same discussion in Torah Shleima, brings it down. He quotes it from a sefer called Drashot Ibn Shuib, who says that the Rambam really did not believe what he wrote in Mor Nevuchim and he wrote this merely to close the mouths of those who speak of this. Um, just that—that's the English tra- tra- translation of what the Drashot Ibn Shuib says that he just wanted to uh, list on Pios of those who, um, who denigrated the Carbano. So if he wanted to bring uh, some kind of rational explanation, that touches upon the broader issue of, of to what extent uh, is it possible to say that the Rambam really didn't mean what he wrote in Murnavuchim. I find that difficult to accept. And I think most people assume that uh, that the Rambam really didn't mean what he wrote in Murnavuchim, and therefore it does behoove us to try to, uh, to try to explain it. Uh, so just to summarize what we've seen, um, again, the Rambam held mm-hmm. that HaKash uh, commanded B'nai Israel to bring Karbanos not because of their intrinsic value, but rather that's because what, that's, that's what B'nai Israel had grown accustomed to, and he could not have reasonably expected B'nai Israel to accept a Torah, a religious lifestyle that did not feature a sacrificial rite. The Rambam quotes P'sukim from Nach that seemed to downplay the importance of Karbanos, and he feels that that's reflective of his position, that Karbanos are not of intrinsic value, but rather as a response to Avodah Zara. And as we saw, that that's not necessarily the case. And we discussed also the, the Midrash that, that the Abba Benel brings down, um, and that uh, even though the Abba Benel and, and the Tosef Ezbrachah thought that that provided proof for the Rambam, it, it does not appear to do so. And we discussed as well the Rambam's comments in, at the end of Vichos Meila referring to Kabanos as a chok. And we said that that, that does not necessarily contradict what he writes in Moran because even if the generalities uh, have a reason, as he writes in that does not explain uh, necessarily the details. And furthermore, the Rambam never said, he never necessarily claimed that this theory is the uh, end-all and be-all, the final reason and the single reason for the institution of Karbanos. And then we spoke about the Ramban's objections, uh, particularly the the fact that Adam Harishon and Noah and Kainan and Hevel they themselves brought kabbanos, which leads us to believe that even the Rambam would acknowledge that there is some intrinsic value to Carbanos, But nevertheless, he found it necessary to uh, to explain why Hashem specifically either chose or allowed, he, why he uh, obligated this um, this mode of service, as the Babinel says, or according to the, uh, the Ksav Sofer, why he allowed this, given that it had become prevalent among among the pagan world. Um, I just mentioned that uh, most of what I mentioned here today can be found in written form online in an article that I wrote for the, Maimon- for the Maimonides Heritage Center. It's online. Uh, you go to maimonidesheritage.org and the Torah portion page, Prashat Vayikra. Thank you very much and Shabbat Shalom.